Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome back to another episode of Conversations with Carol. I'm here with a great guest of mine. I had a chance to appear on her show, and now she's blessed me to come on my show and have a conversation with me. She is a food and wine connoisseur, and she's going to teach me some skills, but we're also going to get into her book as well. Her name is Carol Mack. Carol, thanks for being on the show. Thanks for having me. Oh, so definitely. happy to be here. I want to get into your book. It's right the on. Gift of a Ladybug, is it right? Gift of the Ladybug. Of the Ladybug. And it's interesting because it's centered around something that was difficult in your life, something that you overcame and now are thriving. And I want you to just take me through the experience that happened with you and how you were able to turn a negative situation into a positive situation. Okay. So about 12 years ago, my son, TJ, he just didn't have all of his head control. And I'm thinking, what's, what's happening? What's happening? Well, one thing led to another. We thought he was having seizures. Um, we find out, we go to Cleveland Clinic, and the doctor says, I think your son is probably not going to see his second birthday. And it just ends up being a genetic condition. There's no treatment, no cure. And um, we had to sort of live with this diagnosis mm -hmm. with um, my only son. Yeah. And it was just, it was like life altering, right? And I didn't know how I was gonna survive. Like, how do you survive that? I, I didn't know how I would possibly survive that, mm -hmm. right? And so the way home from that diagnosis, I remember sitting in the car seat, it was like dark, cold, rainy December night, and I'm just kind of like catatonic, like barely blinking. And just as I was there with all my family and TJ in the hospital room, I sort of see this flash in my head. And it's, it's like a dream, it made sense. It was like these horses and this little ladybug, and they were my family in the stark room with and as the horses, and the ladybug was TJ. And somehow it made sense to me, like in a dream. It was mm -hmm. so strange, right? And TJ looks up at me, which is a ladybug. I'm a horse, and he's like, Mom, why are you crying? And we're all crying because we just learned the news that there's going to be a short life. And he's like, but I'm a ladybug. You guys are horses. I'm a ladybug. And ladybugs, they don't live long lives. Mm -hmm. This is kind of what I'm hearing. But basically all I heard in this flash was, I'm a ladybug and I don't know how to be a horse. I'm like, I'm perfect. And it just changed everything for me. And I thought, my, my son, this flash and my son just taught me exactly how to deal with this situation. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to change my paradigm and I'm going to look at him as perfect, exactly as he is. This disease does not control him. This does, disease does not define him. And he's perfect mm -hmm. and he's not supposed to be like us. Mm -hmm. And so I basically took that, I wrote it into this book and, um, and it just allowed me to sort of be in the present and accept him for exactly who he was and he taught me how to live and so then I try to do that now yeah um after uh, this I think it's amazing because even after he's still teaching you lessons and I know you had kind of gave me a brief about everything that happened because for me I didn't even know like I met you last year but it wasn't until you posted about it where I was taken back because I'm a parent too and I couldn't imagine the loss of a, a child and how you're able to continue with your life after. So when I read the book and after you, you told me everything that had happened, how you persevered, I have a newfound respect for how you were able to overcome and now get into this new endeavor of food and wine and how you've made that your passion. So can you kind of run me through after you wrote the book, had it out in the public, opened up about your story, 
you know, what made you venture out and now start talking about what you're doing now and food and wine and, and just the special skill that you had this passion for? Sure. So, okay. So I've loved food my whole life, mm -hmm. like loved and enjoyed. <laughs> like, I was eight and I'm like, mom, dad, what you can have anything for Christmas or for your birthday, say. And I'd be like, I want soft shell crab. Like, what even is that? First yeah. of all. And I've just loved food that my whole entire life. So when about a year after TJ died, I'm just um, like, I'm a mess. Mm -hmm. I'm a mess. I'm like, I ache from the inside out. I'm having nausea all day. I'm like having insomnia. I can't sleep. And it's been a year. I'm going to grief counseling. I'm like, this is not, this is not working. Mm -hmm. And I promised myself that this would not define me mm -hmm. and it would not define my life. I'm going to honor TJ with my life. Like, I'm not going to be sad for the rest of my life. I'm not doing it. Mm -hmm. So how do I get through this? Like, what do I do? And so I thought, you know what? I, I'm going to get back to food because that's my love. That's my passion. And I thought, okay, if I could do anything in the world, what would it be? I would go to Northern Italy and I would, I would harvest olives and I would make cheese and I would make wine and oh my gosh, what if I could do it? Like yeah. anything goes. So I'm like, I'm going to do it. I'm totally going to do it. So I decided there was a three month working farm tour in Northern Italy. I planned it like in one shower. And by the end of the shower, I'm like, this is how we're going to live. We're going to, we're going to be okay. We can do this. And so we did it and yeah. harvested olives and made cheese in the Alps and wine. And the most amazing thing about this was I wasn't really able to function. I mean, of course I was functioning, but I was just in so much pain before. Right. Mm -hmm. But then I made this like food bliss adventure and I had something to look forward to that didn't involve my pain. Yeah. And it didn't involve where TJ wasn't like, it wasn't a family thing with this big hole of where's TJ. It yeah. wasn't like, it, it was not elementary. There were no other kids. There was no, it was just something completely unrelated to my pain. Yeah. So I could look forward to it. And then when I was there, I was totally present to like every bite and sip and it like transformed me. And so every amazing bite, it like took me out of my pain and it brought all kinds of relief. Cool. And then I had a memory that wasn't my pain. And so I realized that, oh my gosh, this works like these food bliss adventures. That is pulling me out of my pain. Yeah. And I'm manufacturing joy in my life is what, really what I did with my biggest passion. Nice. And so I thought, this works. Like, this works. I'm healing. This is like, I'm happy-ish yeah. in the beginning. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to keep doing this and doing this and doing this. So I did another one. And I, I was like, I'm going to... I just figured it out from a money standpoint. I literally worked my way through Northern Italy. I exchanged 16 hour work days. And so like, you don't have to have money to do this. I just figured it out. Yeah. And then I'm like, I'm going to go to champagne and toast myself with champagne in champagne. Figured that one out too. Got paid, figured out how to work and get paid to do it. Mm -hmm. And then just did small ones too. Like um, I'm in New York. I'm like, I'm going to move to New York city. I'm going to go to Chinatown and do hand pulled dumplings and find my favorite soup dumplings and just a day. Just find whatever I want to do. And the food bliss pulls me out of my pain. And so over time, I went from just really sad, really physically aching to actually happy to totally thriving spiritually, financially, successfully through making these food adventures wow. and infusing joy into my life through food. So you're able to, a lot of times people that have a situation, they get stuck in it. They stay in this whirlwind and... Lot, since I've, I was the same way I experienced it when I got released, I was in that spiral. You just always relive in the past hurts that you never get to experience life after. You never get to see the possibilities and you really toughed yourself out and saw that. You found your new passion and you went for it 
and then it just brought you into this whole new realm of what you're doing and I that, it takes a lot of willpower to do that and for you to I see it on your face even when I first met you I saw the joy I saw the happiness even not even knowing your past I could just tell this person is very happy and I even see it still now even you being a courageous enough to open up to the whole world again and, and letting people know about this experience of you losing your son because there's there's plenty of other people out there that have the same thing but they always keep that one memory of this is how I'm always going to remember him and I'm going to just stay stuck in the past not even worry about being in the present or the future like you mm -hmm. have you just kind of talk to me more how you were able to dive in and make this a job make this your your passion in a way where you've been able to tour the world have shows and just love what you're doing every single step of the way Okay. Oh my gosh, so fun. Loaded questions here. I, I just, know, just... <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um, okay, so, right, I decided nothing matters anymore. Mm -hmm. In this, like, pre-food bliss situation, nothing matters anymore. What would you do? I went and did the Italy thing, and I got back, and I'm like, this has to be my life. Mm -hmm. This ha I have to do this for real. Like, I started a food blog with that Italy trip, mm -hmm. too, and I was like, how do I do this for real? And write articles and make shows. It was my dream to have a show. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I have no idea. <laughs> so I call some friends, some producer friends. I'm like, what are we doing? How do I do this? What yeah. happens? Okay, we'll start here. Come up with an idea. Make a treatment. Come out. We'll film a little thing. And so I would start. Um, I went to film like um, seminars and I went to food TV conferences. And I took post um, hosting classes mm -hmm. and producing classes. And I thought, I'm just going to do it. And so I would just m make a thing. So the biggest thing that I learned is if I want to do something, just like go do and be that thing. Mm -hmm. It sounds so simple. It does. But like if you want to be a writer, go write a book. Yeah. You know, write a book mm -hmm. or write an article or write a blog, yeah. which I wanted to be. And if you want to be a t you want to create a TV show, go create a TV show. Mm -hmm. You know, like I kept waiting for someone to give me my TV show. Oh, well they'll see my potential. They'll just give me a TV show. <laughs> it's like that's, that's what everybody thinks. Until right? It's like reality doesn't save happen. Me. Exactly. No, 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 no. You got to make your own TV show. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, okay. So I made a TV show. I made another TV show. I made another TV show. Small scale. You can do it now on, you know, on YouTube. Everybody can do it. And, you know, small scale, small scale, bigger, bigger, bigger. And then finally I convinced, so I moved to New York and I convinced the people I was working with to let me run their shows. I was just like, I have this idea, I'm going to be your executive producer, and we're going to do food and wine shows, and you've got to do it. It took me like a year and a half, I'm like, proposal, proposal, come on, we really need this, you need yeah. these shows, you need them, and finally, it was like, yeah, we're going to do that. I was like, oh. <laughs> I'm actually an executive producer of a show, not my little, like, YouTube show, yeah, but yeah, like yeah. a show that an I get paid show, for. show, yeah. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> And so that was my first experience. And then I made another show and another show and another series and another series. And so the last series I made was called Psalm School Insider, mm -hmm. where uh, they followed me inside Psalm School. Because one of my food list things was, I, I need to learn about wine. I want to be a sommelier. Yeah. So I'm like, maybe I can have someone do that for me and then I'll make a show. Perfect. Done, done, and done. Get my psalm license, have a show. Yeah. So I did that. And I don't know. I guess the answer is just do it. I mean, I worked for Nike. Just do it. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, man, this is, this is onions, layers <laughs> and layers of you that I'm just now finding out. Yeah, right I after like undergrad that message, for three years. I like that message, though, just doing right. it. Because you went through one no after another after another, and you didn't stop. So many no's. Yeah. So many no's still all the time. That's what people don't understand now in today's society is that first person they go to and they get that no, they're like, oh, my dream's over. So they just stop. 
They yeah. try to go to something else. No. Oh, well, I go to the next thing. They keep fishing to try and go from one thing to the next. And all of a sudden you're, you're looking in the mirror and you're thinking to yourself, why isn't anything working when you have to be persistent and stay with it? And that's exactly what you've done and still continue to do. And I want to get into this, this Psalm school. I want to get into this skill because everybody drinks wine and pretends, you know, you swirl the glass, <laughs> you sniff, you're like, oh yeah, it smells like this, but they don't really know. And I saw you in action and where I really knew you had the skill is when we cracked open the Yolo bottle, you tasted it and you knew exactly what was in it line by line. And I was impressed. I was like, wow. The stuff that you told me was in it, I didn't even know yet, because I was still understanding. Okay. Really, it was coconut was the one that you told me that when I was looking and trying to research, like I knew the, the rum oak barrel that we had, I knew the extract that we had in there, the, the vanilla extract, the sugar cane. When you said coconut, I was like, oh, I don't hear that, I didn't smell that. Let me go back, and I remember after the show with them, I started chugging it, just trying to think, <laughs> where's the coconut at? And I was like, yeah, okay, there it is, I'm gonna take your word for it, but. Kind of explain that when you went to Psalm School and you, this is your other part of your passion in, in wine, how that drove you to want to continue to be one of the best in that in that class of, of Psalmers, I guess. They, Sommeliers. Sommeliers is what they're called. Yeah. To be one of the best and have that skill and continue to do it now. Yeah, so I had this show called Follow That Psalm mm -hmm. and because I wanted to learn about wine and I kept following these sommeliers around New York City and they would do that. They would they would smell wine and say, oh, I taste this, this, and this. And I'm like, wait, you what? Yeah. I'm like, I have to know how to do this. Mm -hmm. So that's why I decided I need to go to school and learn it the right way. And so I went to school and it was so cool because in school they'll teach you, literally, we'll have eight glasses every class and you literally they'll walk you through and you start to learn how to find and sense oak like how does oak smell on a wine so you know if it's oaked or not oaked meaning is it aged in an oak barrel yeah. and that kind of thing and you start to start to learn it's a muscle just like working out mm -hmm. and you end up with really good mentorship or you know we've read volumes and volumes of books studying the world and also tasting at the same time and you just sort of learn it mm -hmm. and it's really fun and I thought look I'm not dabbling in this I, I've got to know what I'm doing and it's it's a constant journey and I'm still learning look I'm like I could go to here and be a master psalm. I'm like a beginner psalm, but hey, we're learning. You're better than me, because if you're a beginner, then I'm a novice. Because <laughs> I just drink wine. I don't even think about it. I'm like, yeah, it smells like red wine. Let me like go ahead and drink it. That's how I am. <laughs> <laughs> but no, you did. When, when you were talking about it, I started to get more of an interest just because of the industry that I'm, I'm in. And I started taking more of an interest and started seeing you and what you were posting and talking about different wines and you taste in different wines. I was like, ah, oh, this is a real skill she has. So I want to do it again. Okay. I want to blindfold you. Okay. I'm going to do it as well. I'm okay, going to participate. Good. And we're going to see what we can muster up. All You'll right. probably get it before me. I'm going to be guessing, but I'll see if I can guess as close to what you know. So okay, we'll see awesome. and do that. Cool. And just remember, it's subjective. Of course. And it's like, it's what, like, your memories of different tastes might be different than mine. And it's totally normal and cool. I know one thing I'm going to get right. There's grapes in it. <laughs> You're going to get that right. Grapes, so let's see. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Sykes. You guys got to get the the bottles or I'm going to trip Are we just doing myself. this thing right now? Oh, yeah. Okay. Are we here? All right. Yeah. yeah. Follow the sound. There oh, we go. Yeah. Okay. Oh, follow the sound is a good thing. Go. There we go. Okay, she's got, I got, she's got it. Good. Good, good, good. This is. All right. Where's the. Uh... The other one? The cork. Hmm. Can I learn cork? anything about this bottle? Or... You learn by the bottle, too? Well, it depends if the if the glass is really thick. You know, it's champagne. So this is not champagne. Good. 
That's one. <laughs> I think it might be red wine, but I don't know. Now you can just smell it, right? You don't have to oh. taste it, or does it taste like well, it's how, Yeah, yeah. There goes red on my nose. Are, are we doing this right now? Are we? Yeah. Oh, we are doing it right now. Okay. <laughs> okay Go ahead. Yes, we are. Okay, so what should we do? Should we just smell and say a flavor, and then you say a flavor, I say a flavor? Yeah, and then you can chug, and then if you taste something out of it, go ahead. Who you want to go first? You go first. Okay, dark cherry. Dang. <laughs> I keep hitting my nose. Oh, she's still smelling? Oh, oh, I have to give it to you next. I thought you, okay, sorry. Here, wait, where's your hand? Right here. Okay. That, all right. Okay. She said dark cherry. <laughs> I smell wine. Yeah! You got it. You nailed that. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see. Uh... Man. Just don't overthink it. Just sort of like, so take it in mm -hmm. and then think of like anything as a child. Like, okay, here we go. Is it in the tree family? Is it in the berry family? Ah. Is it in the herb family? Is it in the earth family? Berry. Yeah, see? Okay. Okay, so think berries. Now think cherry, strawberry. Think through the berries. What do you resonate with? Cherry? Mm. No. I'll say cherry because okay. you said cherry. You're guiding me here. Okay, blueberry. Blueberry. Let me think. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Now what? Now do you want to keep go going back and forth? You want to go keep going here? We'll we let's keep do going more. back and forth. There you go. Okay, let's do this. Okay. Like there's definitely, well, I, I'm smelling like kind of vanilla oaky. Wow. I don't know, like. I smell no oak. Toasted almond. Okay. Wow. It's kind of fun. Sort of like dark, dark plum. Okay, here, raise your hands. Right here. Okay, so here's what I'm gonna see if you can try to find. Okay. Okay, so if you're trying to learn wood, okay, so if this thing has been aged, I don't know if it has, but it smells a little bit like it might have been. Okay. So think of oaks typically has sort of like a vanilla smell, sometimes a cinnamony smell. Okay. See if you can get any vanilla. How are you gonna know? Just like picture vanilla. Picture, okay. you know what, picture like a vanilla bean. Do you have, do you, have you ever smelled a vanilla bean? Once. Okay. Let's see. Vanilla extract. Have you ever smelled okay, that? Okay. Yes, I do. I, okay. There okay. we go. Vanilla extract. Mm -hmm. Picture that in your head. Okay. Okay. Smell. Can you, can you find that at all in there? A hint of it. Okay. A see, hint. see, this is your starting. Okay. You've got your muscle, go. muscle going. I'm getting one-on-one class right here. Yeah. Okay. Now like, um, suntan lotion. Can you have any, is there any suntan lotion in there? Probably not. Uh, that would be extreme. Like if you're, it's a super, super oaky, generally on a Chardonnay, it sometimes has this like. I smell the oak now. You just, now yeah. You, now she started Woo! saying it, I do smell the oak. See? Okay, this is all it is. And no. then you just practice and practice. Now, do you know what kind it is? Because I don't. Well, it's probably going to be American. Well, actually, it's probably going to be French. I don't know. Here, I have to just, Ooh. I have to. Here, where are you? Right here. Okay, so it's either going to be American or French oak generally. Well, that's not always true, but generally. Okay, hold on. Okay, I can hardly smell it. This one's a hard one. Okay, so American oak usually smells a little more, a little more strong vanilla. Mm -hmm. And French is a little more subtle, um, a little bit just more subtle, more savory than sweet. Do you guys know what it says on the bottle? You can drink it if you want. Okay. Oh, yeah. can I? Okay, where's it? Oh, God. That's a long chug. <laughs> okay. Ooh. Oh, that's so exciting. Okay. I'm thinking it's French oak, but that's just the barrel that it's in. It's probably from, 
Does is it say French? Anything, guys? Any? Is this from? Hold on. Imported. Well, there's another one. Yeah, I got to. <laughs> okay, it's exciting. I think that this. There's a chance it's from California. Here, raise your hands. Oh, again. Okay. I don't know. I'm thinking that might be California. The reason is because it's like super fruit forward. Um, European wines are usually a little more subtle, not quite as like rich, deep, full body. This mm -hmm. is pretty full body with um, pretty high tannin. Okay. And you want to try to see what tannin feels like? Tannin? Tannin. What's that? All right, so taste it. Okay, here we go. And kind of get it. Kind of get a lot in your mouth, and then you're going to swish it around your teeth. Swish it in your teeth, and then all around your mouth, and then swallow it. Okay. And then now is your mouth more dry or more, like, is it feeling kind of dry and cotton ball-y, or is it more like super saliva? Um, more dry in the front of my mouth. Yes! Yeah. Do you know what that is? No. That's tannin! Ah. That dry sensation in the front of your mouth, that is tannin, so you know it's a red wine. Okay, we learn something new every day. So what about white wines? How's the difference with that? So tannins come from skins of grapes. Mm -hmm. So because white wines are usually uh, made with no skins, okay. you're not going to have tannins in most white wines. Okay. Generally not. Um, so with red wines, going to have tannin. It's definitely red wine um, because you've got dryness in your mouth. If it was a white wine, it would be salivating in your mouth, and uh, you would feel no dry tan dryness in the of your mouth guys, you nailed that superpowers on right, display yeah, here guys so wait where's the problem before we take you, it before off, we take it off yeah. where okay. are you from what, where's the problem Carol? she said france okay. no no i didn't say french oh never mind i'm sorry, sorry. that was the, that was the oak i'm getting really super right, esoteric so that's the answers, oak barrel okay your, both of you give your answers and take your blindfolds off okay so it's carol california oh man uh and i bought the thing too that's the worst thing about it Say France. I'm gonna say France because right, she said France. Off. You only got the bottle. What is it? California. Dang, she's good. She's good. She's good. You can find she's the ingredients in the front. Right, and let's. Okay. Let's see. What do we do here? So what'd you say again? Uh, I said black cherry. Good. I said dark plum. Uh, maybe. Wait, it says style, so you gotta let me know. Full body? Didn't we say full body? You did it's say full, that. You know why? Because the tan in the front of your mouth. That the dryness. Robust full body, dark okay. cherry, tobacco, roses. Oh, that's a skill. That's a that's skill, so cool. Right? Cranberry that's spice. I, I did get some spice. How fun is that? That was. A, did you learn anything? I did tannin. Tannin. It stays in my mouth now. Right. That's now what now. that is. So this school. How long did you have to go through this? Um, it was, it was only four months. Oh, I need to be uh, I mean, a sommelier. Yeah. I need so, that. I need that. It's such a cool thing. I can start going to these events, blindfold, and put on a show. And you put on a show. It's so easy. Four months. What are you going to do? It's totally great and fun. They give you a certification, like graduation certificate? Mm -hmm. oh, I the need whole thing. That, that was so interesting. Fun. That's interesting, fun, right? though. For real. Yeah. Okay. Guys. I appreciate this conversation with Carol. I'm with the greatest Carol Mack. Again, thank you for coming on the show, talking about your book, opening up about your life, showing me your superpower, which I need to learn more from. I just need to, you need a webinar, you need to teach me so I don't have to go to school. I just get I'll totally teach you. There we go. I uh, love absolutely. It, I love Some it. school insider will be part of it too. That's, oh, that's what she needs we'll to do. do it all. There we go. I like it. You guys heard it here first. I appreciate you tuning in.
Hey everyone, I hope you enjoyed this podcast episode. My book, it's up to you. It's out now. Go ahead and click the link in the description. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.